0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده و نصلي على رسول القديم بعد الحمد لله tonight is the 24th of September in the year 2023 and الحمد we spent a session or so discussing the priceless deed of dhikr and the last thing I mentioned was an authentic report in Ibn Abi Shaiba, where Abdullah ibn Abbas, لنهما, he said, The shaitan remains on the heart of the son of Adam, والسلام, when he forgets or is heedless. Though shaitan continues whispering to him, until he remembers Allah, وتعال, then shaitan retreats. So this is an authentic report. So, shaitan has an access to your heart in two situations. One is when you sin, which is obvious, and the other is when you are heedless. So, it's important, therefore, to keep yourself occupied you, with the righteous and lawful pursuits. Otherwise, shaitan, he whispers. And what's interesting, if you look at the very last surat of the Qur'an, surat Nas, Allah the Almighty describes the shaitan. <laughs> who whispers in the hearts of man and jinn. Uh, the one who enters and withdraws. Allah actually describes that quality of the shaitan. But does isn't mention in that last glorious surah. Why does that? And the response is he enters when you are heedless and when you sin. And he withdraws when you are remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So conversely Hassan ibn Atiyah he said A servant can never show more enmity to his Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala than disliking his remembrance or disliking the one who remembers him subhanahu wa wa ta'ala A servant can never show more enmity to his Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala than disliking his remembrance or disliking the one who remembers him. This is recorded in Bihaki in his Shu'abul Iman 1-461, Hafiz ibn Qayyim in his Wabil page 198 of the New English translation. Now think about that. If somebody poses this horrific question to you, who is the servant who shows the most hatred to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? You think, God forbid, I don't want to be that person. The one who is showing the most hatred to his Lord. There's two categories. The first is the one who doesn't like his zikr. You don't like his zikr. You are showing the most hatred to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And secondly, you don't like the one who remembers him. So you don't like remembering him. That makes you a wretch wretched in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And also those who remember him, they trouble you. Mm -hmm. So now how many people are they like that? (sighs) They're not remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And those who do remember him, they have a problem with them. Mm -hmm. And Hassan ibn Atiyah said, you can't show more hatred to your Lord. Mm -hmm. So look how interesting. Just like dhikr, the virtues are incredible. Mm -hmm. You can't believe it. The opposite is true. Mm -hmm as Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab al-Balakhi, so beautifully articulated. What is worse than neglecting to remember the one who is never neglectful of remembering you? What is worse than neglecting to remember the one, subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is never neglectful of remembering you? This is recorded in Behaki in Shu'ab al-Iman, number 713 or 1-458. Hafiz ibn Kayyim, in his al wabil page 200 of the New English translation. Look how beautiful he put it. Does Allah the Almighty ever forget you? Never. He's always remembering you. Then how can you be neglectful of him? Because what's worse than that? So note, the dhikr is something like ibn Taymiyyah said, just like the fish needs water, the heart needs the dhikr. Of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, let us now mention a few of the priceless verbal dhikrs. So, first, in Bukhari in his Tarikh al Kabir, number 1750 or 3 522, Ibn Abidunya Dunya and Hafiz ibn Qayyim in his Al Wabil al Sayyib, page 226 of the New English Translation, Sayyidina Abu Harara radiyallah, he relates that our beloved messenger said, whoever says seven times, Subhanallahi wa bihamdihi. he subhanallah azim. Glorified be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and praise. Glorified be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the immense. Then a tower will be built for him in paradise. <laughs> SubhanAllah. Then a tower will be built for him in paradise. So let's get this tower, inshallah. <S warning> <YouTube> SubhanAllahi wa will be hamdi he, subhanallah he Subhanallah subhanallah he Subhanallah subhanallah he Subhanallah subhanallah he Subhanallah So what did the Prophet say? A tower is built for you in paradise. So now what's a tower? So obviously a tower means a lofty structure. So obviously it's going to be a place of residence, a palace. But it's described as a tower. Why have you got a tower? Because of this blessed zikr. So look how easily you are acquiring real estate in paradise. Let us rush into investing into the real estate. What's interesting, they even call it real estate. But is it real estate? No, it's fake estate. You leave it behind. So when they actually say, you know, what line of work are you in, brother? Because I'm in real estate. You said, no, correct that, brother. You're in fake estate. And he goes, what do you mean? Because everything you acquire is gone. Then you say, but in actual fact, I'm actually uh, in real estate. He goes, I didn't know you was into property. Yes, I am. But not property of this world. (laughs) The real estate that never decays and needs repair. So think about that. You know, what? You know. so the f- f- words they use, you can use it against Another important. In Ibn Abi Dunya in his Kitab al-Dhikr, Hafiz ibn Kayyim, in his Al-Wabil al-Sayyib, page eight of the New English translation, Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As, he said, I found in the book of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, that if a servant says, Alhamdulillah, mm. then the angels, alayhi salatu wasalam, add, Rabbil alameen. Mm. But if the servant says, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil mm. then the angels, alayhi salatu wasalam, say, O oh Allah, forgive your servant. Mm. And when he says, Subhanallah, then the angels say, Wabihamdihi. But if he says then the angels alayhi salatu waslam say, oh Allah, Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, forgive yourself. When he says La ilaha illallah, then the angels alayhi salatu say, Wallahu akbar. But when he says, La ilaha illallahu wallahu akbar, then the angels alayhi salatu waslam say, oh Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala, forgive yourself. So let's look at this. So recorded by Hafiz ibn Abi Dunya in his Kitab al-Dhikr, Hafiz ibn Kayyim. So Abdullah ibn Amr, one of the famous companions of the Prophet he said, I found this in the book of Allah. So what book of Allah was he referring to? Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it could be the Quran. It could also be the previous scriptures. Because he was given a lot of this after the Battle of Yarmouk. You know, a lot of the people of the book scripture was fell to his lot. And due to his vast knowledge of the Quran and Sunnah, he could extract from there as well. So, Whatever the case, it's on his authority. Now, what's interesting, if you say a famous phrase, you actually are losing out. So, think about that. If you say, Alhamdulillah, you are actually losing out. So, a person starts scratching his head, because he how am I losing out, brother? Because if you say, Alhamdulillah, the angels don't make a dua for you that angels just add Rabbil Alamin. So in English, this is what's happened. You said all praises for Allah. The angels, they say, the Lord of the of is the There's no dua. But if you say, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alamin, the angels make a dua for you. They say, Oh Allah, forgive your servant. So, what was Ibn Amr teaching you? He goes, Get into a habit. I'm not just saying Alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. Say Alhamdulillah. So, for instance, when you sneeze, Alhamdulillah. I want the angels to pray for my forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And what's beautiful about this is that is the first verse of the Quran. <laughs> so, look how priceless the Quran is. You recite the first verse, and the angels are saying, Forgive him. Just read the first verse. SubhanAllah then Ibn amr said if you say subhanallah you've lost out because the angels add to it wabi hamdihi. so in english you have said glorified and free from all imperfection is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the angels add and praise is due to him there's no dua but if you say subhanallah the angels say oh allah forgive yourself So, look how interesting. This is a very famous zikr. SubhanAllahi wa bihamdihi The Prophet said, Whoever says this a hundred times during the day, all his sins are forgiven, even if it's like the form of the ocean. Whoever says it a hundred times in the morning and evening, nobody can beat him except the one who recites it more. Whoever recites it a hundred times, Hakim Sahih, he gets a hundred and twenty-four thousand good deeds. Now, there's another... Blessing for each one you've uttered, an angel is praying for your forgiveness. So, a hundred times, an angel said, Oh Allah, forgive your servant. Oh Allah, forgive your servant. Then you say, La ilaha illallah, the greatest zikr. And believe it or not, you've lost out. Somebody goes, How can you lose out on that? That's the greatest zikr because the angels don't make a dua, they just add, Wallahu akbar. So you've said there is no one worthy of worship, there is no God worthy of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the angels add, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is great. No dua. For if you say La ilaha illallahu wallahu akbar the angels once again say Oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive yourself. Hmm. So putting it simply if you want the angels to pray for your forgiveness, say these three zikrs. Alhamdulillahi mm-hmm. Rabbil alameen, Subhanallahi wa bihamdihi, La ilaha illallah Akbar. And you can't even use the excuse, oh, I need to learn it. If you need to learn that, you're still in nappies. Everybody knows these zikrs. Sometimes you hear the zikr and you're thinking, oof. I need to get that, you know, on the phone and I've got to read. These are simple secrets. If you're not going to learn these secrets, then, you know, what's happened? Another input. In Tabarani in his Kabir number 13,354, Ibn Abi half Hafiz ibn Kayyib, in his Al-Wabil as page 226 of the New English translation, Sheikh al-Bani r.a. stated, Hassan in Sahih al-Talheeb, number 1,584. Abdullah ibn Umar, he relates that our beloved messenger said, sallallahu alayhi wa plant the trees of paradise abundantly the companions radiyallahu ta'ala anhum asked ya rasulullah alayhi how do we plant the trees of paradise abundantly the prophet sallallahu alayhi said say ma sha' Allah la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills there is no strength no power except in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so let's look at this. Why did the Prophet not say, plant trees in paradise? Because this zikr should be said so much you lose count. Mm-hmm. That's what he's encouraging. Mm-hmm. Plant the trees of paradise abundantly. And these trees aren't normal trees. <laughs> Don't think that you're you know planting these you know earthly trees. The trees are beyond comprehension. And what causes a tree to be planted in paradise when you say, Masha Allahu? لا حول ولا قوة illa بالله And this is an authentic hadith in Sayyih والترغيب Look how interesting <coughs> You're getting towers in paradise You're getting your sins forgiven And you're planting trees in paradise Now what's interesting about the zikr Is it not fascinating to note That the righteous man had rebuked the earring When the earring considered himself to be more blessed Due to his Luxurious orchard children and wealth by informing him in Surah Al-Kahf, Surah 18, verse 39. The <speaking in Hebrew> Why did you not, as you entered your orchard, say, Masha Allah, La illa Billah? How fascinating is that? So what is this? What is the context? The context is there was two men with orchards. One apparently had a more luxurious orchard. And the person who had the most luxurious orchard, he thought he was more blessed. So his orchard was fruitifying more. He had more children and wealth. So the righteous one told him, Why did you not say because the orchard was waste, was left to waste. Why did you not say when you entered your orchard? Now what they did he have listen Allah, t- Allah is highlighting something about that person. He goes, he knows something. And look how interesting, Do, did we know that? Right? Look how distant we are from Quran. Why did he give that zikr? <laughs> you know, did you ever consider that? Of all the millions and billions of zikrs, he could have said, why didn't you say subhanallah? Why didn't you say, you know, Alhamdulillah. Why did he say and the Quran mentions Masha'allahu la quwwata illa billah Because that is how you plant trees in paradise. So it was a kind of a double slap. He was basically telling him You know what a foolish thing To have that belief. And why didn't you actually start planting trees in paradise Get the true orchards By making these statements. And that's why Surah al Kahf is known as the Surah of Secrets. Too many secrets in that surat. Well, people are not bothered, you know, they're more interested in real estate, mashallah. In a more famous report, our beloved messenger, he said, that Alaihi Wasallam, its trees are planted by the following dhikr: Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. This is in Tirmidhi, number 3642, Tabarani, in his onset, number 4170. Bazaar in his Musnad, number 1991 to 2, and Sheikh Albani stated Hassan in As-Sahihah, number 105. So, this is a long report, the relevant part. So, the third Kalima, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Wa la ilaha illallah, Wa Akbar, that also plants trees in paradise. But the previous authentic report says, Masha'Allah, La Hawla wa la Quwata illa billah. Now was interesting. In the Quran, Hawla is not mentioned. Taala quotes the man as saying, Why didn't you say, masha'allah La quwwata illa billah. The hadith mentions, La hawla, wa La quwwata illa billah. There's no problem. The hadith adds an addition, so you add it. But even if you leave that phrase out, you're following what the Qur'an is mentioned. So again, these are, you know, subtleties the scholars have mentioned. So by uttering these zikr's, you are filling paradise. That was interesting, whose paradise are you filling? Your neighbours. It's yours. So if you think about it, somebody goes, well I have done this zikr by the grace and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala millions of times. So what have you got then? Do you have iman in that? I've got a million trees. So how much land is needed for a million trees? Let's use these lowly trees as an example. You need a lot of land but these are not trees of the world. So how much paradise have you earned by this zikr? And these towers, how many towers are you gonna get inshallah? Palaces. So really Allah Tala is telling you, because I want to give you. And what's interesting, you don't have to buy anything. It's free. You know, Allah Tala doesn't say put a deposit down and then we'll you know we'll see whether we can squeeze you in somewhere. Right? So how vast is paradise? And this is why Ibrahim alayhi told us you tell your ummah to recite the dhikr. To fill their paradise. Why did Ibrahim a.s. say that to the Prophet? Because he knows that he loved us too much. So instead of talking to the Prophet, he talked about us. And he goes, Give my salam to your ummah. So we're supposed to return the salam. <laughs> right? Boy, his blessed resting you know, place. So let us all rush to furnish our true and everlasting abode. Finally, Anas relates that our beloved Messenger said, sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when the servant lies down on his rights, on his side to sleep in his bedding, and he says, Bismillah, and then recites Surah Fatiha, he will be safe from the evil of the jinns, humans, and from every kind of evil. Subhanallah. When the servant lies down on his side to sleep in his bedding, and says, Bismillah, and recites Surah Fatiha, he will be safe from the evil of the jinns, Humans and every kind of evil. This is in Bazaar in his Musnad number 3109. Half is Abu Musa al Madaini in his Targhib 1 235. Half is Ibn Taymiyyah in his Al Majmu 10 121. Half is Ibn Kayyim in his Al Wabil Asayyib, page 240 of the New English translation. So this is a Sunnah. You say Bismillahir Rahmanir rahim Read Fatiha. Everybody knows Fatiha. And what happens? You are protected from three. The evil of the jinn. <laughs> look how you know, the prevention is is easier than the cure. Hmm? Or oh, prevention is better than the cure. I think one of the ways or the, the And it's true. The prevention is very easy. But <laughs> well, if you don't take these gifts, look at the effort you have to make to get rid of the evil now. <laughs> right? So, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Surah Al-Fatiha. You're protected from the evil of the jinn. Why? Because there's good jinn. Not all evil humans that's interesting well, how's a human don't ask me how does a human attack you when you sleep maybe he's doing jadu. you're protected from that and all evil the prophet said every kind of evil so fatiha is a very special surah. you should always recite it now what's interesting the prophet didn't mention which side you slept when the servant lies down on his side to sleep so obviously, we know the famous sunnah is on the right, but it doesn't mention that. Mm. So I think the wisdom there is whatever. As long as you get into your bed and you're about to go to sleep, read Fatiha. Mm. A question. Can we recite Fatiha without wudu? Yes. yes. Can we recite Fatiha when you need to have a bath? No. Mm. So now this is where the zikht mm. ulama said No. All the ulama, they say, because this is for protection, your intention is not to recite. Mm. Your intention is for protection, because you can still recite it. Mm. But your intention is not to recite the Quran. So this is also a very strong view of the scholars. So inshallah, there's no problem. You know, reciting the Quran in terms of I want to get the virtues of reciting the Quran, you just want the protection. And it makes sense. Why? Because if you're married, you know, how are you going to apply this sunnah? After intimacy, what are you going to do? Well, go to sleep in Right? Surely Allah is not right? going You're going to have to get up, have a bath, right? Then come back. And then Shafi fake, oh, am I broke it again? Right? You know, So again, you know, there's leniency there. So inshallah, there should be no problem. But your intention must be only for protection, not for reciting the Quran. And of course, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alami. All praises for Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, Lord of all the worlds. So all I mentioned again was some of the enormous virtues of the glorious zikr of Almighty Allah Subhanahu Are there any questions you going to ask? Wa